This is Michael Felker. And this is Joy Richman. And, and where would, would you like, like to try, try again? again? And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Your Head. Your head. I never asked to grow up, so please don't make me do it. I wasn't meant to grow up, don't think I'll make it through it. Things have been going south since I hit puberty. It looks like growing up is just too much for me. Well, welcome to Inside Your Head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by actor Spencer Trinwith. It's very cool to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, upcoming, you're in Wonder Woman 1984. That's very exciting. Yeah, I am so, so, so excited for um, the release of that movie. Um, it was it was such a blast to work on. Um, there's obviously, there's not too much that I can um, share because you're just going to have to go see the movie. But um, I can say that uh, the real honor working with the, the cast and crew um, and to be part of a project, you know, of that magnitude, um, it was, it was really, really special, really special. I mean, everything, I, 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 I tell people, I mean, just write down, like, just the size of everything, the, you know, from the production to the, uh, you know, where they stored all the, the costumes and the wardrobe. I mean, everything was just at such a massive scale. Really, really, really cool to, to have that insight as well. Are you a comic book guy? Do you, uh, do you ever read? Have you ever read Wonder Woman or DC Comics? Yeah, you know, um, definitely. I, um, gosh, I, you know, I, admittedly, I was more just, you know, growing up in the in the '90s and stuff. There were so many wonderful like um, cartoons, uh, you know, the um, the Batman series in the '90s. Um, where, um, oh gosh, I can't, I, I can't think of what, what it was called exactly, but it, it, it was the Batman series on the, um, you know, just like on the basic channels. Uh, Mark Hamill, I think, uh, did the voiceover for the, the Joker. That was such a great series. Um, and it was just like, it totally catapulted me into just, you know, being a, mega fan of just superhero, you know, movies and cartoons. And gosh, I had like all the, you know, like uh, game cards too. I don't know if you ever got into yeah. those, but um, those were so much fun too. And what was the name of the Marvel one? I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, like uh, it was a gate card game, a collectible card game. Overpower. Uh, well, yeah, the Marvel one, they had, um, they had like the... Like the X Men cards, I think they were called, and I'm pretty sure that DC also had um, their own uh, their own collection as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I I was uh, I was big into D and D when I was a little kid, and then um, well, you younger. Oh and hell then, uh, yeah! Oh my god! And then uh, I, and the card I could still play D and D right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't played in a while, but I would definitely be up for playing again. I would be up for I would be up for playing for sure, for sure. I yeah, I mean, I was a 
big fan of like I don't know all those all those things War Crash, Diablo, um, you know it just goes on and on and on. I think those uh, those games help your imagination. Oh, totally. I think I think they do absolutely. I think that that's also in part like when I was much younger. Also, what got me really fascinated about like acting and stuff like that is uh, you know some of the, the the voices of the video game characters and, and things like that. Uh, not only what did I love just like the gameplay of these kinds of games or or watching, you know, like the Batman animated series, but, you know, like listening to uh, Mark Hamill play the Joker and being like, what is that? Like, that's so cool. Like, I would love to, I would love to do that myself, you know, and try to like, when I was younger, you know, emulate his, uh, you know, uh, tones and cadences and things like that. So, yeah, that definitely was a big factor I feel that like got me really excited about that. Yeah, I always think the Joker's a good example of when people are against like remakes or something because they're like, you know, so no one can play this role but so and so. But so many people played the Joker and they're all like very memorable. Totally. Well, I I don't know. I feel I talk about the Joker a lot with a lot of friends and stuff and. I, I kind of feel in a weird way that the Joker is kind of like the next like Hamlet almost in the sense of like every actor really would just love that opportunity to play the Joker. I mean, because he's so dynamic and there's so there's some you know, there's so many different avenues you can you can go with that. He I, I feel the Joker is suddenly become this very like coveted role yeah um isn't that interesting yeah and it is because we don't have like modern um either like not necessarily fairy tales but modern like mythology that we pass down or even modern you know like you said hamlet like that kind of level of a play where everyone really goes to it so it would be like no, totally Yes, I think that's spot on. That it's like he's just, he's he's kind of a modern day, uh, just one of those folklore characters that are just going to be around for you know, <laughs> well, who knows how long. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting which characters like end up being that for people. Like why. The Joker. Well, I guess it's kind of what I said, though, is that it, um, you know, there's so many different ways you can play it and take it in that. Um, I guess it's just really interesting to see what the different choices would be. So, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to Joaquin Phoenix. Um, yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, doing his, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the trailer is awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely um, an actor that I time and time again I'm really just blown away by. I um, I just you know I, I really appreciate when those those actors that just really let it 
all out, you know, and and they're just uh, they don't really like have any regard for. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just that they're so vulnerable, you know. They're so open, and that that takes takes a lot of bravery to to do that, really. Um, and that's uh, in my approach. That's kind of how I try to um, attack things as well. No, I read that uh, your parents were, were actors. So when you started to be interested in it, did they encourage that, or did they uh, discourage you wanting to be an actor? <laughs> yeah, you know what? They were they were very very encouraging, actually. Um, and I only really really got into it when I was in high school, which looking back is a bit surprising because. I knew for so long that like it's something I wanted to do, uh, but I didn't really take action into it until then. Um, so yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great having um, you know actors as parents. They're it's you can learn a lot from them. Um, there's a uh, you know a relatability. Um, I I think that's really important and that they also understand just how the, the business in the industry works. So, um, and I've also been using them as a, a sounding board because I've been, uh, writing my own, uh, pilot screenplay. Um, so, so I've been putting them to work. <laughs> this, well, this is a good that, idea. This is okay. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. Well. Now, I, I don't want to give away what your, your script's about, but what kind of genre are you writing? I am going into uh, the great unknown of political satire, mm. um, which is uh, a pretty, uh, I guess, raw nerve right now. And uh, I'm just going to throw myself in the fire and dive right into it. So... <laughs> It's topical. It's called The King of K Street. And um, I'm actually getting ready to do my um, my first full read-through with, uh, with a cast. Uh, I'm so excited about it. And, um, and uh, yeah, it should be uh, set to go to um, streaming. I'm not positive which one that is as of now but um that's that's uh where it's looking like it's going to be living um you, i don't know with, about you but the, i i yeah go ahead i was just and then you, uh, you can finish for saying i'm sorry i think there's a little second delay here so it, sorry for interrupting but um i think uh w with with the rise of the streaming sites um is that an exciting time to be like uh, not just an actor but to create things because there's a lot of um, places out there where, where it can land you know, I would say that it's almost imperative at this point to to create content for yourself uh, as an artist. And um, and yeah, I mean, one of the one of the things I just love about all of these um, streaming platforms is that 
they're really giving the opportunity for um, up and coming, uh, you know, new writers, directors. It's awesome. Um, and there's just so much of it. There's, there's such a demand also uh, that it's really opened up um, the playing field, which is, which is really, really exciting. Um, yeah. But I think a really important thing for that, that I've been taking out of, you know, writing uh, this pilot and, uh, and really materializing it is just that whole concept of like, I know I have a great idea, uh, but now it's like taking it from idea to materializing, you know, that's, it's actually, I know it's such a simple thing to do, but it also is very, it can be very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so for me, this has just been so exciting because I do have a lot of ideas and screenplays and songs. I write a lot of music too. And, uh, and so this has been, I think, kind of the opening uh, the floodgates as far as um, some of the, the creative ambitions and, and ideas that I have. Uh, and, uh, and you'd be surprised as, uh, you know, you know, I mean, there are a lot of trials and tribulations with it, but it's actually amazing how things can really, um, how like momentum can really, uh, start building, you know, just from, just from that great idea that you had and, uh, putting it on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so many with all the streaming sites. There's a lot of uh, a lot of shows that would probably never have been made. Well, not even probably. Definitely wouldn't have been made before. Like you know, when you only had mm-hmm. like four or five networks, and then and then a handful of uh, like basic cables that were doing like uh, actual yeah, shows. Yeah, you know, there's only office, so yeah. many things. Yeah, totally, and a, totally. And a lot of the so, weirder you know, ideas, you know, people probably wouldn't have uh, went with. Well, yeah, and sometimes. Uh, I'll see a film that's even going to be maybe in like the box office or something, which, you know, obviously is like, I mean, gosh, that is such a, um, that must just be such a wonderful moment. But there are some times where I'm, I'm looking at something and I'm like, that would almost, I feel like be more in its place if it was like on a streaming platform. It's interesting. I think that, that, the 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 streaming sites have really um you know set the tone with like what we're about so yeah it's really (laughs) it's really changed things uh a lot it's amazing how just the internet in general has kind of just dictated basically everything you know um, and, uh, well, I mean, it's sort of good with music even way back when with, um, like, you know, Napster and Metallica, but it's kind of only inevitable that all the other art mediums and business in general, um, was going to have kind of their internet day of reckoning also. Um, but there's a lot of good that also, you know, that comes of that. So uh, when you do a political show, uh, is there any... Because you're going to polarize the audience, so you know if it's a depending which, I assume which, uh, if you're conservative, if you're 
if you're liberal, you know, the other half are probably not going to like it. Uh, is that a concern when you're creating something that's, uh, you know, a political uh, satire? You know, I, I don't think that you can do that because then if you're so concerned about that, you're not going to be able to properly convey, you know, what it is or what you think uh, is, you know, needs to be worked on or needs to have a light shined on, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the things about it. And, um, uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the ways that I think a big theme also is, um, is maybe decency, you know, kind of how we all treat each other right now. Uh, and I, I think that that lives in a very, uh, exaggerated, but also, you know, sort of true, if that makes if that makes sense at all. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, if you try to, uh, if, if you worry about like, if I'm going to offend a certain part of the audience, then you really don't really, what are you making? You know, you know, you're not really saying anything. You're kind of being wishy-washy. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you definitely, I guess there's a, there, yeah, there is a difference, I guess, also in just kind of being like offensive for the sake of being offensive, um, right. which is not really the route that I'm, going for but that um where uh, somebody would you know maybe a keyboard crusader would think oh, that is terribly offensive and blah 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 and you know kind of giving the 99 reasons why but that if they actually take the time to think about it they could see that that there's actually a greater point to it you know that that everything I think that's really important for me, especially as you're diving into, um, you know, what is becoming so much more kind of an us versus them, uh, you know, mentality, I feel like in our country, uh, that everything needs to be, uh, deliberate. So, yeah, you see, even just like, uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, um, even on again? Facebook, today, I was just saying, like, even on Facebook, I was looking up before the interview, and you know, you see so many posts, it's like, uh, they'll say whatever, and it's like, and if you disagree, then just unfriend me. It's no, it's not like, if you disagree, let's debate, or, uh, or agree to disagree. It's like, if you disagree with me, like, I don't want to be your friend. It's, a, it's very strange. I've never seen that before until the last few years. Yeah, I think, but I also think that's, you know, kind of the, like the microcosm, you know, of, of social media, um, mm -hmm. which is also something that I'm going to be uh, addressing in a very wacky way. Um, I think it's, it's just that, you know, the Internet is really the Wild West. And it's also just amazing what you can just kind of post up there and call it a fact, too, which is <laughs> right. another uh, very scary, uh, you know, thing that really needs to be, I think, respected as we, you know, rely on the Internet more and more and more. Um, mm -hmm. That it's, 
you know, that whole thing. I, I saw it on Facebook, so it must be fact. Right. Uh, it can be very dangerous. And that, and you know what? And that happens on on all of the sides. I, yeah. you know, um, yeah. There, nobody is uh, safe from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, like the rise of, of memes. Uh, you know, that's just been the last few years. But any, a lot of people will see read anything on a meme and just like that's almost like the newspaper to them. Like if they read some kind of little blurb of of, of uh, just just a soundbite, like they think that you know that's fact of some kind. Yeah, well, I think it just it just totally annihilates. Also, I think depth and greater context to something, but that it it's effective probably also because of you know the the visual of you know Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures or you know whatever right. whatever yeah. whatever the meme is you know you know the one I'm talking about right yeah yeah uh, yeah it's weird you know what uh, somebody the other day um quoted uh, a meme to me <laughs> like it was like, like a quote it was uh-huh. just it was just really, it was just really strange. I was like, "Wow, like, is this this is our text now, isn't it?" <laughs> it's very bizarre. A lot of people must think like Willy Wonka like had all these great quotes. It's all these Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, it's a different movie than I remember. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, actually, the 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 gene. Um, uh, the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka when I was a kid. I don't know, you know that movie fucking freaked me out. That mm-hmm. that movie like terrified me. I think it was just like the psychedelic kind of I don't know nuances to that film, but like it freaked me the fuck out. Like I was like yeah. in the first grade when I was watching that film, I couldn't do it. I was like crying to my sister, being like, "Make it stop!" Like seriously. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back and I watched it again, actually pretty recently, I was like, you know what? I actually don't really blame myself for doing that. Because that's really kind of terrifying, right? Like, what happened to Veruca Salt? All these people get yeah. carted away. You have no fucking idea what happened to them. Uh, <laughs> it's weird because I actually just watched it recently too. I uh, interviewed someone from from the movie, and so I went back and watched it, and I kept thinking, man, this is a really creepy movie for little ki- for for anybody really, but Thank for little you. kids, like it's finally. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. <laughs> understands. Yeah, <laughs> it really it's is. It's really weird. It's like they are sending the kid off to get squeezed. You know, they get they get filled up with like grape yeah. juice, and then yeah, they're gonna get pressed. And... That's what I'm saying. And and <laughs> you have no idea what happens to them afterwards. Uh-huh. You don't you don't see Veruca Salt after being like, oh, that was terrible, but I'm better now. You know, you don't see that. It's like, oh, they're just probably gone for forever. I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah. Even Gene Wilder's performance in it, which is great, but it is very scary. Just as little, like, his, just the way yeah, he's very, yeah, he's delivers very, lines. Very mm-hmm. the, yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, who did you interview when you were, um, now I'm going to, uh, uh, when you're doing, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the kids. 
Let me look. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got to look it up. I'll edit this so I look so I don't look like I forgot who I interviewed. It's okay. <laughs> Let me scroll down here. I thought it was sooner than I remember. Apparently, it was not. Well, it had to be my, like, oh, what, like the sun. It was, uh, it was Veruca Salt. It was uh, Julie Don Cole, Veruca Salt. That's awesome. <laughs> Legendary role. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome movie, though. It's scary as it is. Yeah, so it's, it's. Yeah. So I was reading that um, that you had uh, degenerative uh, disc disease, and uh, I guess for people mm. who don't know what that is, can you explain what that is? And you know. Um, yes, in my in in my own non medical way, yes. I guess essentially what it is is, you know, in our like vertebra, we have uh, these discs, right, in between our vertebrae, which, um, you know, essentially is what gives us uh, uh, our mobility, you know, our flexibility to be able to bend over to pick things up or tie our shoes. Um, that sort of deal. Um, but obviously as we, as we age, um, you know, they start to kind of lose their, the discs begin to maybe lose their elastic, you know, that kind of elastic buoyancy that they, uh, would otherwise have. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I had sort of a, I had a unique, accelerate acceleration in that degeneration so that basically uh the the disc in my l5s1 which is where your you know the lowest disc in your back which uh dictates a lot of your you know mobility and, and things like that uh basically was severely degenerated and uh and it uh, more or less made me um, disabled for a number of years. It uh, it started, gosh, when I was like 21, I was having trouble with it. And then by the time I was, I think, 26 or 27, uh, I was pretty much bubble boy at that point. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't work. I couldn't have a social life. I just I really couldn't do much of anything. And uh, luckily, I'm happy to report that I am uh, so much better now after uh, a surgery that I, um, that I got. But it certainly taught me um, a lot of very important lessons uh, and, you know, the true meaning of really what it means, uh, uh, you know, the, the saying you don't you don't have anything if you don't have your health. Uh, boy, is that true? Yeah, if, uh, I've gone through a lot of things myself. Uh, not uh, uh, surgery three years ago to remove 14 inches of my colon and uh, colostomy bag for wow. months and was in and out of the wow. hospital for, for uh, about six months. It was bad times. But 
but it does make you um, appreciate appreciate uh, your time here a lot more once you know uh, you overcome that. It really does. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it also uh, produces a lot of like kind of grit and perseverance. Uh, which I have been finding, uh, you know, very successful. Well, I, I mean, it's been working out for me to to uh, to have as much of that as I can, uh, because also, you know, no matter where you are on, in, in your career as an actor, you kind of always have to have that um, real go get 'em mentality, because at the end of the day, you really are kind of your own boss you know um and uh it takes a lot of a lot of work and a lot of discipline i think that's something people don't also uh you know for those who who aren't actors that uh you know like anything else obviously it's really it's really a business uh but it's just that what you're selling is your you know your creative expression but that you have to be just as much of a business person as you do an artist, uh, which can be, uh, which can be kind of difficult at times. You've got to really know how to um, shift those gears and when to shift them. Because mm-hmm. I would think they're almost an opposite. Like, because um, I think if you're creating something artistic, like you don't, nec- you wouldn't naturally have the mindset of like. Uh, like a business orientation, you know, you're just wanting to create something. Yeah. I wonder how that is for everyone. You know, I think, uh, and again, I think the way that social media has also dictated, um, you know, the, the industry, uh, it is imperative now to have that, to have that business mindset. Absolutely. And, you know, you're, social media pages essentially are your storefronts now, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, that's kind of the first time that, um, you know, that we've been really like experiencing that. So yeah, I, and that's, I guess why I say like it's shifting, it's shifting gears, at least for me it is because I think, um, uh, in order for me to really be in my, kind of creative process and, and working on my stuff. Uh, it's not really like, uh, it, it comes from a very emotional and, and, and vulnerable and raw kind of place. Uh, really not much to do with, uh, being by the numbers, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, do you have a uh, social media people can follow you? I do, yeah. It's uh, simply uh, at Spencer Trinwith. Uh, the Trinwith part is not uh, very simple. It's uh, T-R-I-N-W-I-T-H, which is a name right out of Dungeons & Dragons, really. <laughs> it is, kind of, yeah. It's like a half, I would think it's like <laughs> a half-elf a magician or a wizard or maybe a Definitely some wizard slash fighter. For sure. Yeah. I think so. For sure. <laughs> I, I always liked playing 
the the support characters, you know, because they're so nobody wants to play support really, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's always fun when you play support, and then you're like, people are like, "Wow, like you're really good." I'm like, I know, you know, playing the song oh. ain't so bad. <laughs> I like it. Well, if you can't me. tell that I'm a fucking nerd now. <laughs> never be able to know. <laughs> right, right. It's fine. I'm sitting here with uh, I've got some Masters of Universe little action figures under my uh under my uh, monitor. And I've got some uh pro wrestling <laughs> figures on my walls. Very cool guy here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in good company. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well I really really appreciated uh you doing this uh interview. I had a lot of fun talking with you and I look forward to uh the King yeah, of man, really good chatting with you. Yeah. Yes. yes, I can't wait. I can't wait to share it with you all. And um, yeah, uh, perhaps when it's um, when it's all said and done, we can double back. And uh, I'd love to, love to hear your feedback. You know, if yeah. I offended you, uh, uh, please tell me. That's pretty hard <laughs> to do, but yeah, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> all right, pretty man. Thanks a lot. Show, have, a great, have a great Thanks. You as well. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. All my high school friends are off in college now. And I get high and watch TV all day. Living in my mother's basement's really not that bad. I got everything I need and I don't pay. And I never asked to grow up, so please don't make me do it. I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just too much for me I was doing fine when I was still a kid Swapping baseball cards and playing ball then came my school classes that I couldn't understand And girls who wouldn't notice me at all But I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just too much for me Just agree with them But I say not now No, not right now When they say I need to get a life I 